It's an indisputable and undeniable fact that Halloween is the greatest of all holidays. Why? Because there's no expectations. You don't have to worry and spend hundreds if not thousands of dollars hoping to find that perfect gift for someone. And also, you don't have to gather with people you really don't want to be around for hours on end. For Halloween is in the greatest month of the year, October. Football, foliage, and scary movies. Oh, and my birthday as well. Halloween, you get to dress up and be whatever you want to be for that given day, that only day, that greatest day. Oh, and did I mention Halloween parties? Well, there ain't no party like a Halloween party because a Halloween party don't stop. And on today's episode, I won't be counting down my 10 favorite Halloween party songs, but keeping with the theme of the season, I will be counting down my 13 favorite Halloween songs. So put on your mask and carve your pumpkin. This is That One Show, Season 2, Episode 17, Top 13 Halloween Party Songs. Monster man. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. It did the monster match. From my love. Kicking off the list is the legendary Buck Owens and his Buckaroos with It's a Monster's Holiday. They recorded this song one day before Halloween on October 30th, 1973 and released it later the next year in 1974. This was Buck Owens' last top ten hit until 1988 when he actually had a number one duet with Dwight Yoakam for Streets of Bakersfield. Now, It's a Monsters Holiday features a who's who of monsters. You have Frankenstein, Dracula, the Hunchback, the Wolfman, Goblin, Zombies, and damn if you don't even have a few dragons too. Here he is, Buck Owens and his buckaroos with It's a Monster's Holiday. <laughs> Frankenstein was the first in line and the wolfman came up next. Dracula was a doing his stuff, I breathe in down my neck. Jump back, make tracks, here comes the hunchback, better get out of here. Said I'm gonna get a good night's sleep I got woke up about 12 o'clock And I jumped right to my feet There was gremlins and goblins, dragons and zombies Lordy, what an awful sight 
I said, good buddy, you may get me, but brother, let me tell you that it's gonna be after the fight. And we are back and counting down my 13 favorite Halloween party songs. And there is a rule, I think it was established by the U.S. Congress in 2001, that you cannot have a party and not play at least one song from Andrew W.K.'s album, I Get Wet. This 2001 album is very likely the greatest party album of all time, including songs such as Fun Night, It's Time to Party, Party Hard, and Party Till You Puke. And on this album by Andrew W.K., you will find the song Ready to Die. And it is keeping with the theme of today's show, a party and a creepy song. And speaking of creepy, if you check out the album art for this, you will see Andrew W.K., a close-up of his face, covered in blood, and that is not fake blood. Being the wild man that he is, when they were doing the photo shoot, they tried using fake blood, but he didn't like the looks of it, so he picked up a cinder block and broke his own nose. Here he is at number 12 on our top 13 Halloween party songs, Andrew W.K. with Ready to Die. It is now time for my 11th favorite Halloween party song. It's one from my favorite bands, the Smashing Pumpkins. I'm speaking, of course, of their song, Bullet with Butterfly Wings. It was originally written for their second studio album, Siamese Dream, but did not make that record. But a few years later, in 1995, they released a double album called Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, which is one of the greatest albums of the 1990s. Bullet with Butterfly Wings is about as goth as you can get, and Halloween is about as a goth of as a holiday as you can get. It did win a Grammy for Best Hard Rock Performance back in 1997, and has been used in a lot of movies, as well as TV shows and video games. It is also used in the trailer for the horrible 2003 remake Willard, 
I do not recommend you watch that movie, but I do recommend you listen to my number 11 favorite Halloween party song of all time, The Smashing Pumpkins with Bullet with Butterfly Wings. The world is a vampire Sent to drain Secret destroyers Hold you up to the flames And why do I get For my pain have entered the top 10 my 10 favorite halloween party songs of all time at number 10 is ryan adams with a song off of his 2007 album easy tiger this is called halloween head now this is a song that is actually a sad song lyrically because it is about depression and addiction and uses halloween and the things that that involves as a metaphor for addiction and depression. It starts out with these words, Here comes that shit again. I got a Halloween head full of tricks and treats. It leads me through the nighttime streets, black cats and fallen trees. Now, normally you wouldn't play a song that is a, a depressing song at a Halloween party, but like a lot of sad songs, it takes sad lyrics and masks them in a Happy, go, lucky, tempo. And let's face it, most people don't listen to the lyrics anyway, especially at a Halloween party. Here is my number 10 favorite Halloween party song of all time, Ryan Adams with Halloween Head. Here comes that shit again, I got a Halloween head full of tricks and treats. It leads me through the nighttime streets like cats and fallen trees. Under the ladders, always walking. Soft shapeless bills just going. When 
in compiling a playlist for a Halloween party, there are a few artists that are must includes. One of them being Iron Maiden. Their 1997 album, Fear of the Dark, like most Iron Maiden albums, is full of songs that are scary and macabre, including the title track. Fear of the Dark lyrically tells the story of a man who is intensely afraid of the dark and how he always feels like he's being followed when night falls. It is a very creepy and scary and badass ass-kicking rock song that shows darkness as the context rather than the reason for our fears. For let's face it, everything is a little scarier at night. Here are the one and only Iron Maiden with my number nine favorite Halloween party song, Fear of the Dark. I just mentioned that when you are putting a playlist together for a Halloween party, there are certain artists that are absolutely must-haves. We just heard from one of those in Iron Maiden. At number eight, we have another. The one and only Ozzy Osbourne, a.k.a. the Prince of Darkness. And here he is with my number eight favorite Halloween party song of all time, Bark at the Moon. Now, let's talk specifically about the video for this song. It features Ozzy, of course, as a mad scientist who intentionally injects himself with some kind of serum that turns him into a werewolf. And the special effects for this video, in which Ozzy does turn into a werewolf, were done by the only, one and only, Rick Baker, who is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, makeup effect artist of all time. He worked on such movies as Star Wars, The Ring, Hellboy, The Howling, The Exorcist, and most famously, probably, in An American Werewolf in London. And this won't be the last time on this episode that we talk about Rick Baker. But I digress. Here is Ozzy Osbourne with the number eight Halloween party song of all time, at least according to me, with Bark at the Moon.
Halloween is a joyous occasion. It is one of, if not the most fun night of the year. But let's face it, there is a dark side to Halloween, from the mischievous, such as maybe toilet paper someone's house, to the flat-out criminal and maybe satanic, such as sacrificing cats, and as well as urban legends such as razor blades and candy. The Misfits mentioned all this in their 1981 song, released actually on Halloween of that year, simply entitled Halloween. They mentioned bonfire burnings, bright pumpkin faces in the still of the night, dead cats hanging from fences, the little dead are all out in droves, as the lead singer constantly refrains, I remember Halloween, I remember Halloween. Here are the Misfits with the number seven Halloween party song of all time, Halloween. Okay, we are back. I am a little over halfway counting down my favorite Halloween party songs, and you cannot have an episode about Halloween without at least talking about candy for a little bit. And I know of no other person in this world that loves candy more than Dixie Combs, so she's going to hop on real quick, and her and I will rank our three favorite Halloween candies. So, Dixie, how are you today? I'm good, Brian. How are you? Great. So, imagine that you're still old enough to go trick-or-treating. What three candies would you be most excited to get put in your jack-o'-lantern bucket? So, we're going to do all three at once? We're not going to bounce back and forth? No, we're going to bounce back and forth. We'll start with number three for number you. Number three? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to have to say baby butterfingers, the uh, snack size. 
All righty. And why do you like a Butterfinger? I don't know. Like, I chew off the chocolate all the way around the peanut butter block or whatever that's called. And then, I don't know, I just savor it. I love I love little Butterfingers. I don't eat them any other time of the year. You and I have the direct opposite approach when it comes to eating a candy bar. <laughs> you literally take a long time and just nibble around and nibble around the eye. Shove the whole thing into my mouth, and it's gone in about five seconds. I don't, I don't even think you chew. I don't. I just vacuum it. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of candy bars, my third pick is fun-size Snickers. Hmm. Nougat, peanuts, caramel, chocolate, hard to beat. So, I, I've heard you go on many rants about fun size and how they're not fun. Why hmm. do you like a fun size Snicker all well, of a sudden? Because we're pretending we're going to people's houses. What and about the full-size Snickers? Nobody gives them out hardly. <laughs> They're too expensive. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm trying to be realistic here. I oh, mean, okay. I mean, if people are too tight to give the give the whole candy bar out. Yes. But like we, us, no, we're, we're not. No, we're gonna have whole candy bars. I'll talk about that in a little bit later. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, what's your second favorite Halloween candy? My second favorite is technically not even a Halloween candy, but it tends to be one of the last eaten candies in the bowl. I gladly. Eat that candy, and it is Smarties. I yeah, love Smarties. They're just pretty much just solid sugar. They are just sugar. And I am not, when I say I love candy, it's not chocolate candy. It is junk candy. I want it to rot my teeth in the quickest way possible. For a second there, I was worried you was going to rank those nasty old strawberry candies that people oh, give out those. when they've ran out of everything no, else. No, the only human being. And they're being, left over from last Christmas. The only human being I know that genuinely likes those is Natalie. She loves those candies. And I, ugh, ugh I hate them so bad. My second pick is just a pure, old-fashioned Hershey bar. Just pure milk chocolate, melt in your mouth. A full-size Hershey bar, preferably, because if it's the fun size, I have to eat about six of them. You, to, you to, really do. To equal one regular old Hershey That's bar. That's a whole lot of wrapping, just to eat one candy bar. Yep, yep. And I'll go ahead and do my number one, and then I'm going to let you do your number one. My number one is a full-size Twin pack of Reese Cups. So these have all been chocolates. Yes, and the Reese Cup is the greatest because it's just got the right amount of peanut butter, the right amount of chocolate. You can eat it room temperature. You can put it in the fridge, eat it cold, and you need to freeze that bad boy and eat it like that. It is truly the Swiss Army knife of candy bars. <laughs> okay, so I know you said Reese Cup, and this is Halloween. Why not the bats or maybe even the... Pumpkins. Leftover Christmas oh. trees peanut butter cups well, you know, which are awesome the special edition reese's for holidays be it a bad pumpkin or a uh, uh you know a christmas tree are really good but they have a little bit more peanut butter in them than chocolate them. and i prefer a little bit more chocolate than peanut of butter of course you do okay <laughs> well, <laughs> all right are you ready for my number one yet yes all right my number one is not just any laffy taffy but banana laffy taffy okay then why because uh, it's amazing, and because there is a really cheesy joke. There's a cheesy dad joke on two on every wrapper. Um, and I know that oftentimes they melt into the paper, and it is quite the task to separate candy and plastic. I have myself ingested lots of Laffy Taffy plastic over the years, but that's okay. It's still my favorite, number one. All righty. Well, thank you, Dixie, for coming on. Thanks for having me. And uh, if you all want to, uh, uh, when you're done listening to this episode, to comment on social media, be it Twitter or Facebook with your favorite Halloween candy, it be at that one show BC or 
Brian Charles Combs on Facebook. Thanks again, Dixie. Thank you, Brian. And we will take a brief break, pay a bill, and be right back to my favorite Halloween party songs. Folks, I'd probably be arrested and tried with treason if I didn't include this next song. And I'm sure people are going to be pissed off that it's not higher than number six. Now, this is my personal list. It's not objective. This is my opinion. And at number six, we have the one and only Michael Jackson with Thriller, one of the most popular uh, and most played songs of all time. People throughout the country not only play it at their Halloween parties, but actually do a reenactment of the dance from the video. My wife Dixie actually choreographed some students a few years back at Jackson City and done this, and it was spectacular. Now, the video is what pretty much made this song a phenomenon. Don't get me wrong, it's a great song, but the video took it over the top. The video was directed by John Landis, who also directed such films as The Blues Brothers, Three Amigos, Animal House, and An American Werewolf in London. It also featured the great Brent Vincent Price as the voiceover. And a while ago, I mentioned that Rick Baker did the makeup for Ozzy Osbourne's Bark at the Moon. Well, he also did the makeup for Thriller. There's nothing else that needs to be said about this song. Here is Michael Jackson with the number six Halloween party song of all time, Thriller. now to the top five my five favorite halloween party songs of all time and at number five is rockwell with somebody's watching me and it actually features michael jackson who we just heard from now rockwell that's not his given name or his christian name his real name is kennedy william gordy son of motown record ceo barry gordy this song actually peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. And one of my favorite things in this world is to ride roller coasters. And one of my five favorite roller coasters of all time is Mystic Timbers in Kings Island. 
Now, if you've never ridden this coaster, it's an old school wooden roller coaster, and it is also themed of some kind of monster chasing you through the woods, and you do get lost in a tunnel, and in darkness you see a jukebox light up, and wouldn't you know it, old Rockwell, with somebody's watching me, starts playing, and damn if that monster don't jump out and scare the bejesus out of you. Here is my number five favorite Halloween party song of all time, Rockwell with Somebody's Watching Me. Number four, we have Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr., obviously from the 1984 movie by the same name. This song hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and stayed there for four weeks. And it also actually received an Oscar nomination for Best Original Song. However, it lost out to Stevie Wonder with I Just Called to Say I Love You. And I actually hate that song, and I hated it before I found out this fact when I was researching, and I hate it even more now, but I digress. Obviously, this song was written for the film, Ghostbusters, which is one of, if not my favorite movies of all time, directed by Ivan Reitman, and obviously starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Herod Ramis, and Ernie Hudson as the title characters, the Ghostbusters, as well as supporting roles from Sigourney Weaver, Rick Moranis, and Annie Potts. If you've never seen Ghostbusters, I don't know what to tell you other than you go ahead and just pause this podcast right now and fire that bad boy up and be ready for about two hours of the greatest thing you have ever witnessed. Here is Ray Parker Jr. with the number four best Halloween party song of all time, Ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no ghost. I ain't afraid of no ghost. I 
We just had at number four Ghostbusters, which is from one of my favorite movies, and we have at number three another song from one of my other favorite movies. I'm speaking, of course, of This Is Halloween from the 1993 masterpiece The Nightmare Before Christmas. And this song, as in a lot of songs that from Tim Burton movies, is written by the one and only Danny Elfman, formerly of Oingo Boingo. Now, a lot of people say, well, is The Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? Well, guess what, folks? It's both. It may be the only movie that can stake that claim. And I love this song and I love this movie with my entire heart ever since I became an adult and started giving out candy for Halloween instead of going around and getting candy for Halloween. I always blast this song on the front porch as the little trick-or-treaters approach to get candy. And if you come to my house, folks, I give you a whole-ass candy bar. I don't give you the fun size. What's the fun in a fun size? It's literally about one-fourth of an actual candy bar. You get the whole hog, brothers and sisters, if you come to the Combs household. And we usually don't get that many trick-or-treaters. So, if you are in the Breathitt County area and you have a little one that likes to trick-or-treat, bring them on over to the Combs house and I'll give them an actual whole Hershey's bar. But I digress. Here is my number three favorite Halloween song of all time. Performed by the citizens of Halloween Town. This is. This is Halloween. Boys and girls of every age, would you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see. This our town of Halloween, this is Halloween, this is Halloween, pumpkins scream in the dead of night. This is Halloween, everybody make a scene, trick or treat, till the neighbors gonna die of fright. It's our town, everybody's scream, it's town of Halloween. I am the one hiding under your bed, teeth ground sharp and eyes glowing red. I am the one hiding under your stairs. Like snakes and spiders in my hair. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, 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 Halloween. In this town we call home, everyone hail to the pumpkin song. Okay, we are counting down my 13 favorite Halloween party songs of all time, and we only have two left the cream of the crop. And I mentioned earlier there are certain artists that you have to include on a Halloween party playlist. And, of course, you have to include Rob Zombie. I mean, the last man, the man's last name is Zombie, for crying out loud. And not only is he a musician, but he is a director. And he directed such movies as of House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, the remake of Halloween, Part 1 and 2, Lords of Salem, among others. And he recently directed a prequel to the series The Monsters called The Monsters. And obviously he's a big fan of The Monsters because not only did he make a Monsters movie, but he named one of his best songs ever after the car that old Grandpa Monster drives in that show. I'm speaking, of course, of Dragula, released back in 1998. 
and in steady rotation on all Halloween party playlists since, here is Rob Zombie with my number two favorite Halloween party song of all time, Dragula. We just have one song left, the number one, the numero uno, undisputed, number one greatest Halloween party song of all time. And what will it be? Well, it's the one and only Halloween theme from the greatest horror movie of all time, John Carpenter's 1978 masterpiece, Halloween. John Carpenter is one of the greatest directors to ever do it. Not just horror films such as The Fog, The Thing, Christine and They Live, and obviously Halloween, but also action movies such as Big Trouble in Little China and Escape from New York. And not only did he direct all these movies, he also wrote and performed the theme songs and music and scores of all these films. The dude is a true genius, and he happened to be from Bowling Green, Kentucky, and he also graduated from Western Kentucky University. Now, I mentioned that Halloween is the greatest horror movie of all time, and in my opinion it is, and it's large part to do with the ominous score using keys and synthesizers. It just, when you hear this song, it automatically just brings on feelings of anxiousness and foreboding, and it is used brilliantly throughout the film, so much so that if you hear it, in any context outside of the movie, you automatically not just think of this movie, but you start getting creeped out. And I have a story to tell about this. I am a proud alumnus of Moorhead State University in my first semester there in the fall of 2001. I was on a late-night jog in mid-October. It got dark on me. I, I was coming back through there. I was already spooked out a little bit, and I thought I heard the Halloween theme in the distance, and damn if it didn't keep it getting louder and louder and louder till I ran up on a band nerd playing it on some keyboards outside of the music hall. And I was both pissed that I had to run up on a band nerd, but also relieved that I accidentally didn't run up on Michael Myers. Folks, I hope you've enjoyed this show. And I will leave you with my favorite number one Halloween party song of all time, John Carpenter with the Halloween theme.
That One Show with Brian Combs is brought to you by Thatcher Barbecue Company and is written, produced, and recorded by me, Brian Combs. You can look me up on social media, on Twitter, at That One Show BC, on Instagram, at That One Show with Brian Combs, on Facebook, at That One Show Podcast, and on Patreon, at That One Show. So go follow us along on any of those sites, and please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, whichever you prefer. And finally, if you are enjoying this show, I ask from the bottom of my heart that you recommend it to at least one other person with whom you feel would enjoy it as well. Until next time, this has been That One Show with Brian Combs.